What's up, Josh? Get you clean shaven. How's it going? Good morning. How are you? Move outside and let the man through. I've got to stay away from this hot take world of how dare Dan Lanning. I've just got to, I've, I've got to, I got to get away from it. And, and every single time I log on to the X or anytime I, I get on Facebook or hell, even Instagram now, Josh, everywhere I turn, there is someone who has, who has some sort of take on the Oregon-Colorado game still. Now, on the final Wednesday in September, our final Wipe It Wednesday, we, we do look back on the Saturday that it was one final time. Any lingering issues? Any looming thoughts? Uh, the Brent Venables press conference was yesterday. By now, you've all had opportunities to either hear it live on the ref or it's podcasted at Soonersports.com slash podcast. But we'll get to that later on in the program. We'll start a little snapshot preview of Iowa State. There's a lot of NFL news going on. Do you see the numbers around the the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship and what it's meant for the Chiefs in the NFL? Yeah, kind of uh, crazy. But I mean, you're talking about the probably the world's biggest star right yeah. now, Taylor Swift. I mean, and obviously one of the best tight ends in the game with one of the most regardless of market size popular and well-known teams in the national football league got a couple of super bowls to their credit recently so yeah a 400 percent spike in travis kelsey jersey sells their podcast new heights or whatever new heights new heights tops in apple and hold on they just dropped a new episode this morning so I'm willing to bet that their episode is already number one. Let's see. Oh, no, not yet. Oh, the show is. The show is. But I don't really know if they update these. And that episode's going episodes. to be major because it's the first time Travis talks about the relationship. Yes, so. apparently so. Apparently so. But, I mean, that's, that's incredible. Travis Kelsey has picked up almost 500,000 Instagram followers. <laughs> Insane, isn't it? Uh, it was the most viewed game, 24.3 million viewers. And it's against a horrible Chicago team. And I guess – And the game was terrible. terrible. I guess, in fact, we didn't get the game in this market because it was on at the same time as the Cowboys and the Cardinals. Actually, I might argue that the Bears-Chiefs game was a better game than that. But – in female viewers age 18 to 49, the numbers were up 63%, and that's with, Josh, most markets that had the game leaving it at halftime. We now take you to a much closer and less embarrassing game right now. Do you think if the NFL knew about those numbers, they would have just stuck with it? I, they would have been like, listen here, Fo was it Fox or CBS? I don't even remember. Don't you dare... Don't you dare flip to another game. Because that's a demographic that at times the you know, look, it's it's more difficult for the NFL to reach that demographic. Three times the increase in Chiefs searches on the web, three times the increase in Chiefs sales on StubHub. Chiefs sold more tickets in a single day since the start of the season. I thought they were usually pretty much sold out anyway, aren't they? 
Eagles fans, are we upset that Taylor's not embracing the Eagles? That's right, because she's an Eagles fan, right? Isn't that the whole... Apparently not anymore. I, things that I have learned since Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift started dating. There's a whole world of people that know a heck of a lot more about Taylor Swift <laughs> than I do about most football players, period. It's like, why, why would you even know that? And I thought I was dorky. I thought I was the nerd. But we got, we've got got more on that, right? It's the biggest story in the NFL. But Dallas Cowboy fans, how are we feeling? How are we feeling, Cowboy fans? Is this, is this bounce back city? And speaking of Cowboy fans, I understand as the home of Sooner fans, our Oklahoma State listenership might not be the highest. I'm sure there are some hate listens. And I think there's enough people that know that we just don't sit here and bomb OSU and make fun of them the whole time. I mean, it, there's a lot of passionate Cowboy fans that understand that we'll cover them. We'll talk about them. But just cowboy take in general, from Dallas to Stillwater, what in the world is going on right now? I think of all the things from this past weekend on this here very radio program and in preparing for Iowa State on Saturday, I was going back and watching some of the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game yesterday. Josh, that is... There's no other way to put it. That's not a very good football team. Now, I understand. I understand what I'm setting every Sooner fan up for, and so do you. Because you know when Oklahoma goes there in, what is that, about a month from now, you know you're going to get their best game. You know they're going to play balls to the wall. You get it. You understand it. You live it. You've lived it. Theoretically. Theoretically. But I, I, I don't know how. I mean, that's... They're just not very good. No. And I don't know what happened. Now, I understand that recruiting people would be like, here's what happened. Look at the recruiting rankings. And, I mean, I guess I would counter that it's not like they were top 10 classes or top 15 or 20 classes in 2009 and 10 and 11 when they built those teams or even 17 and 18 leading up to the 2021 season. I just – They've won with this type of recruiting before. And it's just – I, I, I don't I don't know how else to put it, Josh, but it's just they look they look lost. That looks like and from everything that I've been able to garner, Josh Helmer, that was one of their better performances <laughs> against Iowa State offensively this weekend. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Cowboys in that situation. They've got a bye week, which is a very, very weird time to have a bye week. So either you go in and you fix a bunch of things or people get frustrated and you lose even more buy-in. That's, that's what's fascinating to me about trying to figure out. If we're going a, a non-OU slant from this weekend, yeah, we'll get to poor little Dion here in just a little bit. But, I mean, that same vein, I don't know what's going on in the Big 12 right now. Beyond Oklahoma and Texas being really good, and Oklahoma State just, they look lost. They really do. Yeah, they're a mess. <laughs> I mean, what, what else could you say about it? With, uh, I mean, not a lot of redeeming qualities going forward. No. 
what you and got Can- and you've got Kansas State coming up out of the bye at home. Yeah, yeah, that's not very nice to look forward to. Anyway, that's just a couple of quick football things. How was your Tuesday night? What was the, what was going on in the Josh Helmer world? It was good. Uh, it turned into a go have dinner with mom and dad, and uh, let's get some chores done. I was I was a busy body, busy bee last night. I. Uh, I got to tell you something. I, it's funny. One of the first super secret textoso texts I got was from Brooke this morning. And it involved the new podcast that I am all into, which is Murder in Apartment 12. So that kind of consumed me a little bit. Interesting. The podcasts are do, they're, what made podcasts great, right? Good listens. Nice production quality. Good production quality. And they were free. They were free. I sit through your ads so I don't have to pay for them. Now, they're released under Wondery Plus, and you got to pay five bucks a month. Oh, don't be cheap, Plank. Agreed. Agreed. But five bucks, uh, five bucks a month there. Five bucks a month for Dateline. Five bucks a month for Campfire. Five. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. So I've got two episodes out, Brooke. I cannot subscribe to Dateline Plus. You ever worry when we say, and then, and a commercial hits? How about listening to it commercial-free? Okay, got that, fine, but I, I, don't, I can fast-forward through the commercials. <laughs> I'm fine with commercials being there, Dateline. What are we really making off a premium podcast subscription? Tell me. I don't think it's very much. Probably angering more people like me. Urgh. Sell more advertising, please. So I got sucked into that. And then I allowed myself to do something I don't normally do during the college football season, Josh. I opened up Netflix. Don't do it a lot, right? Too busy. I'm, I'm, well, I don't know if I'm too busy. I know that 4.30 wake-up call. I think my old backside is just out. But I started watching a Netflix show that I got sucked into. What uh? What is it? What are you watching? It is, and I wasn't familiar with it. It's called Who Killed Jill Dando? No clue who Jill Dando was. No clue whatsoever. It's a good murder mystery, though? Absolutely. Now, Toby wouldn't like it, Josh. You know why Toby wouldn't like it? Why is that? There's no end. It's still unsolved. <laughs> right? But some of the thoughts are, hey, maybe in this getting out the way it has, you're in. So, yeah, I got kind of sucked in a little bit last night. What is the timeline on it? When did the um, mid to late '90s? So there's a lot of my kind of fashion in it. A lot of old technology, and it, it, it just came out on Netflix. Or? Well, you got to remember, everything to me is new on Netflix, right? I mean, I open it up, and it would be like opening up a, a dirty old book that you just found. Yeah, got to wipe the dust off Netflix in order to open it up. Oh, my gosh, they did this with the neighborhood? Hey, have you heard of this Johnny Manziel documentary they have on here? Actually, you know what's funny? That's the last thing I watched on it was Manziel. Oh, I guess the Florida one came after. So I watched Manziel in Florida, and that's been it. That's been and, it. And that's several months ago probably, right? Dude, there was nothing sports-wise on TV last night. Unless you're a diehard baseball fan. Unless you're following. And, I mean, if your team's already clinched, <laughs> what good is it to watch? Kick the feet up, baby. But, you know, you got the. Orioles and the Rays battling for the East. Got three-team battle for the American League West. Cubs. Mariners Strohs was good. Yeah, Cubs. I mean, unless you're a diehard baseball fan, last night was really one of those kids you want the remote kind of a nights. So, yeah. 
If you guys want to dive into who killed Jill Dando, I'm here for you. That's why last night was a good grocery shopping night. But, Josh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to wait until after the break. All right? I'm going to get sucked into this just real quick because I want to, I want to throw it out there. I want to move on from it. And I want everybody to stop. Just take a moment, look at yourself in the mirror, and stop it. Stop it. What's the – my new favorite meme is the guy looking in the mirror – and he points at the mirror and he says, you go out there and you make this about yourself. Make it about yourself. And I don't know why we are infatuated with doing that in the media. Listen, I don't care what's going on. You go make this about you. But we are, I, I, I don't follow this Twitter feed at Blue Bloods Bias. But somehow every single time I open up my, call, my ex app, it opens up on for you every you, single time. Do you want some blue bloods bias in your life? And I I kind of think these guys are dummies, but just based on kind of scrolling through their timeline, they were claiming like I attended this game and the guys like, "Yeah, no you you didn't cuz here's what happened." <laughs> so I I digress. But here was what they laid out, okay? Just just real quick. This is from, not first take, uh, Skip Bayless's show. Keyshawn Johnson called Oregon head coach Dan Lanning a bully. This, of course, was after the conversation about how every single assistant coach in America. They're teaming up. They're conspiring against Dion. Colluding. Colluding. <laughs> Block that troll. I, I, like I said, I don't even follow him, man. 918. I don't know. I don't know how it ends up in my Twitter feed. I, everyone's like, oh, all you have to do is close your Twitter app on following, and it'll always stay that way. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. So this pops up, and it's the first thing I see whenever I sit down, and I'm just boiling. Dan Lanning's a bully because Lanning was handed, quote-unquote, a much better situation at Oregon than Dion at Colorado. Richard Sherman counters with, yeah, Lanning is just jealous of the attention that Coach Prime is receiving. Uh, first of all, Dan Lanning won a national championship as a defensive coordinator. I don't think you can ever, and I mean ever, talk about him being handed anything. My man went out and earned it and wasn't just a candidate at Oregon. We know. We know other places have wanted Dan Lanning in the past. It's not his fault that Dion took 1-11. It's not his fault that Oregon was in a good spot based on Mario Cristobal and the recruiting that he had done. But then in that same vein, you have to give him credit, Josh, because of what? He kept that group together. So I don't get that, Tay. I don't understand that. that he's, they called off the dogs, man. Go back and watch that game. That fake punt didn't come in the third quarter, right? It came very early. And the whole idea that Lanning is jealous of the attention Coach Prime is receiving, I don't know, dude. Maybe. I don't know. But this is all about recruiting. That's what this is all about in the end. And not just recruiting high school kids, but recruiting portal guys. Have we ever thrown a pity party? Like people in the national media are thrown for Coach Prime? And, and let me ask you this. Is it is it a ploy because 
that's a network that's struggling so much in the ratings. They see the buzz around Coach Prime, and they realize, we got to jump on the bandwagon of supporting him here, right? This is what we need to do. I mean, they'll probably be debating Taylor Swift by the end of the show today. Like, I don't know. These are dudes that are pro bowlers, maybe Hall of Famers, and they're, they're saying that? If Dion did that to another first-year coach, would we have this that's getting a bunch of attention? No, I, I don't get it, dude. No, instead it would be Dion's just ruthless. He's all look at that. That's what I want in my coach. That's right. I want him to be ruthless, hard-nosed competitor. Rip their heart out. Now Dan Lanning's a bully. Get out of here, man. What are we even doing right now? Because sports is made of bullies, and <sighs> that's sports. So triggered. Even if they, even if Dan Lanning is a bully, mm-hmm. that's sports. I don't get it. I don't get it. Some some will claim like the one of the I looked up the text line. Some claim it's a race thing. I mean, really? I mean, we've had we've had we've never had anything like Coach Prime. I mean, we just haven't. But I no, it's not a race thing. All these coaches have a true, I guess the best way to what, meshing of cultures and races in all their locker rooms. They can't do anything to risk that. It has, if anything, it's a run-your-mouth thing. I mean, did you see the video that Oregon released of the mad trash that Colorado was talking before the game? Sensational. Chef's kiss. Right. But, oh, Dan Landing's the bully? I don't know, man. It's just I don't know why I'm allowing this to bother me so much, but, Josh, at 921 on a Wednesday, it's bothering me. And it's just – I guess part of it is, too, there's so many cool stories in college football right now. There's so many great stories in college football. Right? Just let's start here. Oklahoma and Brent Venable's defense is doing things that haven't been done here at Oklahoma in over a decade. A team that had be, been known for you know, less than stellar defenses and putting 50 on you is now shutting people down. It's a great story. Texas might be back, right? Texas might be back. For the first time in I don't know when, I look at the top 10, and I honestly say to myself, I think any of those teams can make the playoffs right now. And I know it's early, but I really believe that. I don't think it's Georgia and everyone else. Georgia's looked vulnerable. I don't know, man. That's a pretty cool story, how wide open college football is. It's the last season of college football as we know it, Josh. That's This is it. We're going to have four more teams going to the Big Ten. We're going to have two headed to the SEC. The Big 12 is losing two but adding four. The Pac-12 will cease to exist. We will go from four to 12 in the playoffs. And yet all anyone wants to do is sit around and call Dan Lanning a bully? What are we even doing right now, man? A bully for doing his job well. How dare you do your job, Dan Lanning? How dare you? All right, we got a break. Let me look here. Um, Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Ohio State, Florida State, Penn State, Washington, USC, Oregon, Utah, maybe. Oklahoma is still at 14th behind Notre Dame, Alabama, and LSU. 
I mean, I guess I would go as far as saying in the top 14. There's probably 11 to 12 of those teams I could easily see, easily see making the 14 playoffs. And yet we want to we want to freak out over somebody doing their job. All right, quick break. 9.24. Whoa, 9.24. Sorry. Brent Venables presser recap coming up at 10 a.m. this morning. Quick check of the Kid Meyer Chevrolet text line next right here on the Home Sooner Fans. One thing I did notice, just not to start spoiling the 10 o'clock hour yet, but everyone was was quick to point out their receipts from where they had PJ at a Bowery rated, were they not? <laughs> After the press conference yesterday, Coach Venables had talked about the, uh, I guess you could say the recruiting rankings of, of PJ. Folks I, being late to the party. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, let's let's see what this, if this, I think this is it. I think it is, is the key word here, maybe. Coach? PJ, uh, he might have for maybe just like, a blink of an eye, been a five star. Y'all, y'all had him way on down there for a long time, and uh, so I don't know if he, he you, you, if you ever talked to PJ's family, <laughs> uh, you know they, uh, they're incredibly humble, amazing people. So he's not gonna, you know, he has no helicopter parents. Um, he went to a program that are, uh, that, you know. Not a lot of people are necessarily talking about, and uh, where they're not just producing amazing talent every single year. He's a blue-collar kid, and uh, he's super humble, hardworking. Uh, nothing that has happened with PJ has surprised me. And uh, when you know we went on our first home visit, Coach Chavis and I, and, and uh, you know PJ has a brother that got drafted. Uh, plays for the Indianapolis Colts now. We played at Northwestern, and he had an excellent combine. Maybe he's 6'3", 280, and ran 4'5", and just freakish. And so we're bragging up PJ. Uh, and uh, his dad's like, who is – no, his mom, I, th- I think it was both. But who is PJ? He's done nothing, you know. And and then they started bringing up their other son, and like, no, he's done – he's got a degree. You know, he's a strong man. You know, he's got this – you know, great body of work. You know, he's getting ready to go to the NFL. And PJ, he's done nothing. And uh, and right then you're like, oh, we don't love these parents. And uh, but uh, so nothing he's done has surprised me. Again, he's just he's a, got great work ethic and uh, he wants to earn everything. Peyton's the same thing. Peyton um, was uh, has been for a very long time. Uh, uh, a different player in whatever environment he's had a lot of success, but you got amazing uh, parents, uh, just great, great people. You know, Amy and Winston are just amazing people. Raised him the right way. Uh, he's a great friend, great teammate, great leader. Super humble. Let you coach him hard. Uh, so he's had success as a result. You know, he can get out of his own way. And you see that uh, with some guys that have been affected negatively by their environment uh, you don't see it a ton but it does happen sometimes I, I me personally and I like to promote in the recruiting process your butt's gonna get in the back of the line like everybody else <laughs> them stars those awards the all the wins you know, your tackles your interceptions your passing yards whatever it is can't bring it with you it doesn't travel 
and you're gonna you can bring guts and toughness and commitment and consistency and mindset. Those things will travel, uh, you know. But uh, but you're gonna get in the back of the line. You're gonna earn everything that you get, and uh, and those guys embrace that. So I think that's because of that. It has helped them transition, you know, uh, pretty well, and uh, and have some success. But y'all did have PJ rated down there for a long time. <laughs> Immediately, begin. No, I, I didn't. I didn't, Coach. Oh, look at all these receipts. Here's what I said. I don't blame you. Whenever you hit one, you want to make sure you know. He's got a lot of work to do, though. I think we've kind of put we we put PJ in the very early season Hall of Fame. Now. The unfinished, pure athleticism product is pretty, pretty incredible, right? Pretty incredible. Teddy was talking about it yesterday. Um, He put a move on that you don't know if it was on purpose, but it was exactly what you would do in that situation. And it's, it's almost like an unfinished piece of work that you're so excited and pumped about where it is early on that you can't wait to see it continue to develop. Use any analogy you guys want, right? Building building a home, and you get that foundation built. You're like, man, this looks awesome. Starting a project, couple pages in or spreadsheets in or whatever y'all have to deal with. This looks amazing. This looks amazing. That's pretty awesome. Go ahead, BB, calling them out. All of it, but uh, pretty awesome, his uh, folks having that approach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that some people always tend to get mad about in the recruiting process is do whatever it takes to get that guy. I want that guy. I want the rankings. I want the ratings. And Venable says, yeah, you know, that's not really how I've done it. I let him know you're coming in back of the line. Now, you know, old deals might be a little bit bigger if you come here. <laughs> then maybe one of those dudes that's slightly ahead of you in the line, but tis is what it is. So PJ got 11 snaps the first two contests. That's right. 23 versus Tulsa, 22 mm-hmm. this past week. Right. And if you're listening to Brent Venable's uh, thoughts on a plane flight back, sounds like 22 might uh, keep ticking up as well. Mm. And probably it should because the numbers I'm looking at, he leads Oklahoma in pass rush win rate mm-hmm. per pro football focus. He's third in the uh, Big 12. So, you know, maybe you're weighing a little bit complete understanding of the defense and, you know, run defense or this or that. But, man, at some point uh, that sheer pass rushing ability probably is going to outweigh any uh, potential drawbacks. Mm-hmm. By the way, some of your uh, early tweets on our Oklahoma State talk, pretty good. Y'all don't make, you all don't have to make jokes about OSU because they're making the jokes themselves. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't even, I don't even know, I don't even know where else to go with that. Spence and Tulsa saw the line is thirteen and a half for the bye week over OSU. True sooner. Um, what's happened? To OSU in the 18 months since the win over Notre Dame and the we're a brand two. 
Do you know what I like to look back on? And this is unfair. This isn't me picking on my buddy Dave Hunziker. But do you remember what the final call was of the Oklahoma State-Texas game last year? Yeah, one of these programs is a winning program, and the other has a one. One of these has a winning culture, and the other one. That's right. You remember it? Yeah. Whatever it was, I, I can't remember the other. Today part of was about one program that has a winning culture and one program that doesn't. In that moment, Oklahoma State on the season improved to six and one. Since that moment, including the bowl game. Wow, this is pretty crazy. They lost five of their last six games last year. They are three and seven as a program. Since that moment of this is about one program with a winning culture and one program that isn't, Oklahoma State is three and seven. And two of those win. And the wins came by six points against Iowa State. They beat Missouri State. And they beat Arizona State. They haven't won a Big 12 game since that was uh, – they've won one Big 12 game since that was said, Iowa State. Sorry, Cyclone fans. I, what What's going on? It's it's Hunziker's magnum it's opus. It's Dave's – Dave Kirsten. No, but it's just – it's wild because at that point, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. And then the bottom just fell out. All right, it's 9.38 on a Wednesday. It's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. When we come back, the best of an early perusal of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. You want to add a couple of these Knippelmeyer texts real quick? Let's do just that. Will you quickly, though, update people on what your high school football schedule is or your high school broadcast schedule at krefsports.tv? Well, I can tell you that uh, I will see you out at Broken Arrow. Coming Today? Up. No, on Friday. Oh. On Friday. And I can get a full schedule for you yeah, at yeah, some yeah, point no. here. I mean, I should probably have said, hey, I wouldn't mind knowing where everybody is. <laughs> Connor! But go to krefsports.tv. That's where you can always find everything. Wednesday's pretty quiet for us. We got our coaches' shows. I'll uh, be talking with Norman North cross country later tonight and then uh, Thursday Friday should be busy. I give me 2 seconds I can find yeah, it yeah, out no, for you. I think uh this this weekend I'm do- I'm having to double check one thing as well. Yeah, I think this is going to be the first road trip that I've ever gone on for the Washington Warriors. I think I'm going to Marlow this weekend. I'm I won't get a chance to see him at home next week because I'll be in – oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Is that tonight? That might be tonight. I'll have to double-check. Regardless, I'm going to Marlowe, Josh. That's Off it's, to Marlowe. They're, they're two undefeated teams. Would you like uh, our football yeah, yeah. schedule? Run down before I hit this Kenneth Lamar Chevrolet text line. So, coming up on Thursday, Bixby at Southmore. Right. And we've got a bunch of softball and volleyball that night as well. And then uh, Friday – Norman at Edmond Memorial, North uh, again at Broken Arrow, Enid at Moore, Westmore at Jinx, Deer Creek at Putnam City, Edmond North at Edmond Santa Fe, and Piedmont at Guthrie. So we are loaded up, and uh, everything a 7 o'clock kick. Good news, good news. 
the Marlowe game is the junior high game that I had written down. Whew. I don't have to drive to Marlowe. In the clear. Uh, so uh, it'll be a home game on Friday night. Very exciting. Very exciting. It might go to the Crooked, uh, Crooked Oak game next week. But, yeah, camerasports.tv. Check it all out. Uh, to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. This is a really good text from the 580. Tell me if you use if you feel like that's too much of a crutch to hear from me. I remember head coaches didn't like Coach Switzer when he was a head coach the first few years. If today's coaches don't like Dion, just beat him. Do you think if Coach Switzer was doing today what he was doing then, you'd have the bait shows lining up to defend him? And if they lost a game telling people how dare they? That's the problem here. That that's a that's a really good point, sir or ma'am. Uh, well, <laughs> and to act like I mean, we saw the video. You got folks walking around talking about they're gonna run through you and this and that, and then you got waxed. And I just, if I was one of those, I, you don't have to despise Dion. You can say, man, they got beat, and that's it. You don't have to despise Dan Lanning. You don't have to despise Dion. They did everything that all these guys that are fighting to defend Dion would want their team to do if they were playing against him. And it's enraging. Uh, suddenly you put a microphone in front of your mouth and you get soft. It's a soft take by both of them. Uh, from the 405, agree or disagree, Josh? The Pokes will be lucky to win another game. They want to play the schedule game? Go through the schedule. It's a Christopher Mad Dog Russo special. <laughs> I, I I knew it was Mad Dog, yeah. Um Kansas State's at home. Loss. Will they be a will they be favored in that game? Probably not, right? Oh. Kansas, Kansas at home? Oklahoma State, will they be favored? No. Is that a non-Saturday game? No. Yeah, it's a Friday night game. Is that right? What would Mad Dog say about that Friday the night? The Friday night! <laughs> I ain't down by Friday night. I gotta take half a gummy. I gotta take a quart of gummy. Um, is he a, is he a gummy guy? Oh, big time gummy. Is that all guy. he talks about? He's uh his producer Eddie Erickson is a big gummy guy and got him <laughs> hooked on it. Mad Dog likes to take a gummy and watch football. I'm not kidding. Um, well, okay, man so of the people, that's weird. But then you get okay. So I'll just roll there. Kansas State, Kansas at West Virginia. Home for Cincinnati, home for the Sooners, at UCF, at Houston, home for BYU. I mean, they're, they're, I don't think I have to go that far. I think there's at least three wins there, right? Right? At West Virginia, at Houston, they'll have a chance, but they're on the road, so that part's not great. Softball Steve is my kind of guy. Every single text he sends is in all caps, so that means I have to read it like this. It's Gundy's fault the Pokes have so much boot. Bucks, Gundy could have brought a highly touted quarterback <laughs> and a few other players he needed to replace those he lost. Greedy Gundy, I guess. <laughs> if, if everybody could see these texts, that'd be funnier. <laughs> I know, that doesn't give it. Doesn't give, it, it does I, read it doesn't like do that. Justice, I'm sorry. It does it, but it's just in all caps, so that's how I view softball Steve typing it. No, no, that, that was a good uh, <laughs> that was a good presentation, I think. Here's a question from the 580. Arthira? Same will happen to Texas as it has to Oklahoma State. Neither can handle success. Secretly, most Texas fans waiting for the bottom to drop out. It's inevitable. I think Texas fans are ready for the opposite. I think they're ready for 
Oh, they're ready to talk that talk, man. Yeah. They are ready, dude. I, I think they're confident. Don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. I think they're feeling themselves right now. Spence, in all seriousness, Gundy is washed, and the only people in college football not willing to admit that are the administrators within the athletic department at OSU. Uh, let's break and discuss that next. Just, just you know, I think that's – Calling someone washed is always hard, and I don't think Gundy's my my Gundy coach. He might be disinterested. There might be a point of him to where it's the. Uh, let's just get into it next because I have a theory on that, Josh. I got a theory for you. We'll dive into it next in hour one of the Plank Show, brought to you by Van Hoos Fence online at vhfence.com. Our call mark and test it today at 405-735-1167. Do it because Bob Stoops said so. It's the Plank Show. I uh, I love hearing Brent Venables and coaches go in the weeds, right, at every level, because I want to learn more. I, I'm not a – I didn't have film study whenever I was in college, and I think we would watch a VHS tape of the game when I was in high school, and I sucked. But I love learning more about the X and O side of things. And I, in fact, I even texted George, and I was like, I'm glad you asked this. But when George Stoya was asking about, hey, what would you learn from Iowa State when you went and how have you seen the three three five approach change what offenses are doing, I thought that was really good stuff from Coach Venables yesterday. And we get a lot on the – well, let me rephrase that. We get some on the running back situation. You don't hear a magical, oh, it's just a matter of time until Javante Barnes or Gavin Freeman gets healthy. You don't hear that. What you hear is we need someone to step up and be the sure. guy. Which is, uh, I kind of think, how everybody feels. So, uh, and Brent Venables, he's just not going to sugarcoat things. I mean, if if something's not where he wants it to be, he's going to say that. Let me give you my bad theory on Gundy, and you tell me if you buy it or sell it. Okay, okay? Let's, hear, let's hear. Here's my theory. I think sometimes, sometimes coaches think maybe things have gotten a little stale, right? And they change for the sake of change. And they hope that that's going to be a rejuvenating thing or maybe even, you know, kind of help bolster things. Right? You you look around, you're like, yeah, you know, I, maybe it's time to do something different. And in the case of Oklahoma State, let's just look at Let's do something different defensively. Sure, we want a 3-3-5, but let's really dig deep here. Let's go. Let's go find someone that's going to upset the apple cart. Inner Brian Nardo, whom, from everything that I've heard, is an awesome dude. But maybe the juice that Mike Gundy was hoping that it would bring, and I don't just mean for a 2-2 two and two football team, I mean maybe for him and his – I don't want to say care because I don't think Mike Gundy does not care. He wants to win. But just maybe it is – maybe it's not giving what they thought it was, it was going to give, Josh, because, again, I still go back to week one. I'm sorry, last week, two weeks ago, I guess now. It was more about South Alabama. And I, Travis pointed this out, and it was a great point, and sounding off against NIL than it was, hey, we need to fix this, this, and this. I almost feel as if you allowed a point to be proven that a team that doesn't spend a lot of money on NIL, you allow not allowed them to beat you, but they beat you, so that opened up the C. You don't need NIL to win, only to watch South Alabama go and get trounced the next week. So I don't 
I don't know if the juice that maybe he was expecting to get from from Nardo and a and a renewed focus with Casey Dunn and him allegedly maybe being more involved in the offense. I don't I wonder if it just hasn't brought that satisfaction that he wanted. Because I'll tell you what, his press conferences are hilarious. It's almost as if he's auditioning to be the next drive time host on a sports radio station somewhere. And he would be He would be fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Step right in and be great at that. Maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it. Well, and I think there's something to that, but to me their biggest problem is offensive side of the football they right just, now. I mean, they, they, they got can't. some serious problems there. I know they put some points up against Iowa State, but I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're a mess all over. They are. All right, quick break. All right, the best of the Britain Venables press conference coming up next, including what Coach had to say about the challenge of the 3-3-5 and the evolving landscape of the running back position for Oklahoma.